At the height of her Hollywood career, Hedy Lamarr was known as the most beautiful woman in the world. And for most of her life, her legacy was her looks. But a 1941 news article revealed one of her hobbies. Hollywood, California, September 30th. Hedy Lamarr, screen actress, was revealed today in a new role, that of an inventor. So vital is her discovery to national defense that government officials will not allow publication of its details. That's Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Rhodes, reading from his new book about Lamar called Hetty's Folly, The Life and Breakthrough Inventions of Hetty Lamar. That discovery the article mentioned? A landmark invention in wireless communication that paved the way for a lot of technology we use today, like GPS and Bluetooth. Rhodes says Lamar always loved science, but spent most of her early adult life trying to escape an unhappy marriage to an Austrian arms dealer. He gave her jewels, he gave her gold, he gave her everything she could possibly want except her freedom. When World War II started, Hetty's husband began manufacturing weapons for the Germans. When Nazi generals visited their home, the conversations focused on weapons, and Hetty listened in. With Hetty sitting at the dinner table, uh, hardly anyone ever speaking to her, but she's smart and she's interested in technology, and she listens as she begins to think, how can I escape this domineering, paranoid husband of mine? So, Richard Rhodes, eventually, Hetty does escape. She leaves her husband, right? She escapes, not quite as dramatically as she always told the story. She really didn't dress up as one of her maids, drug the maid, put the maid in her clothes, and jump out the window. There it's a little was, in fact, artistic yes, license it, in the retelling of that. It made a good story. There was, in fact, a, a divorce proceeding underway in Vienna. Uh, she heard that... Uh, Mayor of of Metro Golden Mayor was scouting for actors and actresses. She went to see him in London. He wasn't willing to offer her a very good deal. She said no and walked out, having great confidence in herself. Found out that he was going to sail back to the United States and bought passage. And once she was aboard, she found a way to make him long for her, let's say. After all, she was an actress. And before the ship landed in New York, she had a much, much better contract, the equivalent of about <laughs> three $3,000 a week for seven years. And within a year, with the appearance of her in the film Algiers, opposite Charles Boyer, she was a superstar. So let's talk about that. She does become a big star. She becomes an icon. At what point does this start to lose interest for her? At what point does she return to thinking about science and invention? Well, there were two converging events here. One is people who made movies in those days typically only made maybe three movies a year. So they had a lot of downtime. And Hetty didn't drink. She didn't like to party. Her idea of a good evening was a quiet dinner party with some intelligent friends uh, where they could discuss ideas, which sounds so un-Hollywood. But Hetty had to find something else to do to occupy her time. And she took up inventing. And she invented, for example, uh, with a little help from Howard Hughes, one of her boyfriends, she invented a little tablet that if you dropped in a glass of water would dissolve and produce a a Coca-Cola, if you will. She laughed later and said, well, it never really worked. But Yeah, what did she... it taste like? <laughs> Probably tastes like an Alka-Seltzer tablet, <laughs> which is basically what it was. But 
she was constantly looking at the world and, and thinking, well, how could that be fixed? How could that be improved? The other part of her coming to this important invention in her life was that she was keenly aware of the coming war. She was glued to the newspaper, reading the stories about what was going on, and particularly when German submarines began torpedoing passenger liners. She felt at that point, I've got to invent something that will put a stop to that. So explain what she actually invented. She thought if a torpedo could be radio-guided, you could be much more sure that the, that it would take that ship or submarine out. But she understood that the problem with radio signals is that they can be jammed. The idea that she came up with was if you can make the signal hop around more or less randomly from radio frequency to radio frequency, then the person at the other and trying to jam the signal won't know where it is. If they try to jam one particular frequency, it might hit that frequency on one of its hops, but it would only be there for a fraction of a second. I'm speaking with Richard Rhodes about his new book. It's called Hetty's Folly, telling the story of Hetty Lamar, the silver screen bombshell, who was also an inventor. So what happened to her idea? So she submitted it to the National Inventors Council, they liked the idea a lot. Hetty and her companion in invention worked together and got a patent for what was called a secret communication system, which was just this frequency hopping idea. And they gave the patent free of charge to the United States Navy. And the Navy being the Navy, if it hadn't been able to make a torpedo that worked, obviously it wasn't going to be receptive to ideas coming in from the outside. Mm. And the Navy basically threw it into the file. And was it ever to be revived? So, after the war, the Navy was interested in developing a uh, sonoboy, a buoy that would sit in the water and, using sonar, detect possible submarine activity below it. And then they needed a jam-proof signal to go from the buoy to the airplane overhead that was receiving the information. And they resuscitated the idea of frequency hopping and built it into the Sonoboy. And after that, the whole system just spread like wildfire. The most well-known application today is Bluetooth. So you're saying if Hedy Lamar was responsible for the technology that ended up giving us Bluetooth wireless uh, technology today, why isn't she credited for that? The patent itself had expired during most of its life, it had been a military secret. By the time it came out, it had been uh, permutated through all of these Navy technologies developed by other companies at other places at other times. And she was simply lost in the noise. However, in the 1990s, when Hetty was in her early 80s, one of the pioneers of wireless communications for computers came across all this information and realized that Hetty had never been honored for her invention and started uh, the ball rolling so that one of the major communications organizations would give her one of its annual awards. When they called her up to tell her that she would get the award, her first words were, Hedy Lamar being Hedy Lamar, well, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> but she, I'm sure, was delighted that finally she did receive some recognition for her invention.
Richard Rhodes is the author of Hetty's Folly, The Life and Breakthrough Inventions of Hetty Lamar. He joined us from member station KQED in San Francisco. Richard Rhodes, thanks so much for talking with us. Thank you. My pleasure.